Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Triune Podcast. Uh, this episode, me and my wife sat down and talked about a very big announcement that we have. Uh, this announcement is a very life-changing, and we are very excited to finally uh, inform you guys on what's been going on in our life. Um, before we get into this, though, just wanted to say I appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving towards this podcast and uh, just all the feedback that you guys have been giving me and Laura. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, the listenership and the uh, following and the input. Uh, along with that, I just want to say that uh, I would encourage you to follow us on social media. Uh, follow us on Instagram to stay up to date with what's going on with the podcast. Follow us on our Facebook group, The Triune Podcast. And finally, if you uh, like what you're listening to and you want to help uh, give and support to this platform so that we can talk to more people and make the episodes better and more frequent, um, go to patreon.com slash George Shadburn and sign up to uh, support on a monthly basis, well, $1, $5, $10, just whatever you feel uh, is worthy of you know, your support. So once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, we love keeping you guys up to date on everything that's going on and we have more guests coming on the podcast, which is really exciting. And also just above everything else, like I said before, um, and I'll keep saying again, I always, always, always want this, uh, platform to be refreshing and informative and inspiring. So all the people that we talk to on here or all the stories or perspectives or ideas or deep conversations that we have with one another, I hope that it brings value and blessing to your life. Uh, thank you guys so much again for listening. And I look forward to uh, spending more time with you guys in the future and just sharing more content that uh, will hopefully bless you guys. And yeah. Thank you for listening. Here is our episode on the Triune Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> we've got a big announcement that we've finally been wanting to, uh, we're, we're finally going to reveal in this episode. Uh, we've been dealing with this uh, news for ourselves, like during the entire Advent series as well. So uh, just going to say it, we're having a baby. Woo! We are having a baby and the baby is due in July. And we're going to tell you the story, obviously, of just kind of... I'm 13 weeks right now. Yeah, 13 yeah. weeks. So, if you time that out, uh, <laughs> long story short, this that is... lands right on Aruba. This is a honeymoon baby. So yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a surprise to all of us. But I guess 
let me just kind of jump into like everything that we're thinking about going through, walking through, feeling and everything, but the story of just kind of how it all came about. Yeah. And, and uh, Drew, Drew will ask me questions. I'll ask Drew questions mm-hmm. because just for a little sneak peek, I think that he's experiencing pregnancy symptoms with me. This is news to me, but apparently <laughs> there's this thing where uh, guys will uh, experience nausea like their wives. Like morning sickness. And it's like a sympathetic symptom, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, but we can get to that. Uh, either way. So, yeah, we obviously had a plan, uh, but, you know, when do plans ever go exactly the way you want, right? Mm-hmm. We... You know, right when we got married, we talked about our goals. We talked about, you know, what we were wanting to do and, and plans that we had. And we also talked about when we had a family, the the places that we want to be in and the things that we wanted to have accomplished by the time we brought kids in the world. And that was basically just being where we are in our finances, living situation, career, things like that. And we wanted to obviously set up, you know just kind of a perfect environment to bring a child in. We're like, okay, this is a good spot. Let's go ahead and now we can have a family, you know? But we knew at the same time, there's no perfect time to, like, you're never going to be perfectly financially stable or like, you're never going to have the perfect situation. So we were aware of that reality, but we definitely wanted to wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) obviously the Lord saw us fit to, bring a child into this life and we are experiencing every emotion in the world right now thinking about when this child's coming but either way the way we found out though was around thanksgiving was Um, it before thanksgiving it was it was right before thanksgiving yeah and uh (laughs) basically your your time of the month had come and gone Mm -hmm. and uh your time of the month was also like in October, the like it ended the day before we got married. Yep. So that was like one, just pretty much like, like that's factor. why we for sure know. Like, yeah. That was why we like absolutely knew it's a, a honeymoon baby. Yeah. But in Thanksgiving, <laughs> that, that time came and went mm-hmm. and you were like, Well, it kind of varies. Like, sometimes it can happen a week later or a week earlier. You know, it just happens. But I I had a feeling that I would need to take a pregnancy test. Like, it had been very regular Mm -hmm. the past few months. And so, I was, like, waiting for it to happen. And I was like, it's not happening. It's not happening. And so, you were like, just go get one. We went together to CBS. I walked in and got two of them for you. And I was like... Let's just get some, we'll get some cheap ones. And Yeah, it's like, I don't really know, like there's those electronic ones that say not pregnant or right. pregnant and yeah, we just got the one that's like plus sign or minus sign. But the one thing that kind of gave us the tip, even with these pregnancy tests that a baby was coming was <laughs> these, <laughs> these freaking tests, they say to like, let it sit for like a minute and a half to two minutes before looking at it. Mm-hmm. And these daggone sticks showed that plus sign within <laughs> seconds, both times. Yeah. And you took, you did one at night and then you did one that next morning. Mm-hmm. And Cause those say, tests were like, you're freaking pregnant. <laughs> yeah. They say that 
the HCG hormone or whatever mm-hmm. um, is strongest in the morning. So that's when it's like best to take it. But I took it at night. Yeah. And it was like, yep, you're positive within like 10 seconds. Yeah. And, so, and I couldn't believe it. I was shocked because I've obviously never taken a pregnancy test in my life before. So when you like look at it, you're like, is that real? Like, am I reading it right? Is this really what this means? I was just completely shocked and I didn't, I was honestly in disbelief. I was like, I'm not really sure. Like, I felt like in order to be really sure, I would need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I should trust it yet, but I was like, I felt the same way. We were both just like, what? And even for a week after that, I was like, you're not pregnant. Yeah, like we both were still, honestly, I, we forgot a lot of the, like, obviously I didn't drink or do anything. Right. Like we, we acted as if I were, Mm -hmm. but we almost still didn't believe because we would be sitting in the kitchen, like eating dinner or breakfast or whatever. And I would just be like, oh yeah. I'm pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) We'd be like, um, what? Yeah. I would just go to work and then like randomly it would hit me through the day. Yeah. Like thinking about it. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It really doesn't settle in because you don't notice any change. I don't notice any changes yet Mm -hmm. in my body. Um, because I mean, for me personally, uh, when did we, I guess, I mean... When did you start getting four, morning sickness? five weeks. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember. It wasn't until after Thanksgiving. It was around, um, I would say, the six or seven week mark. Mm. And so that's like when I started weeks. to really, like... It really started to hit me because I started to get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that morning sickness was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but a, now... That's a real thing. Yeah, and it's not just morning, it's all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll eat a banana, like, too quickly, and then you'll just... <laughs> or if I don't eat enough, or go too long without eating, I could also throw up. The most brutal thing was you had just recently cut your thumb by accident. Yep, I was cutting a watermelon. you just tossed your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get sick at all if I injure my... Like, I don't... That doesn't happen. I'm not queasy like that mm-hmm. around injuries. But I'm I'm already just kind of, like, on edge all day. Mm-hmm. And so I got really um, dizzy and lightheaded and, like, lost my hearing when I cut my thumb. You said, like, your ears started ringing. Yeah, couldn't I couldn't hear, hear you. You were talking and it was so muffled. And I had to sit down, like, on the kitchen floor. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, fall over if I keep standing. And apparently dizziness, dizziness and lightheadedness is another pregnancy symptom. So it was probably magnified. Golly. And then, yeah, I just got sick. (laughs) You were like, oh, geez. And then you ran to the bathroom and brought me the trash can. I was just sitting on the kitchen floor puking, (laughs) holding my bleeding thumb. It's like you're practically sick the entire time you're pregnant. Like dealing with. It's supposed to be better in the second trimester. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure next week I've entered into the second trimester. I think 14 weeks. 14 weeks is the second? Because it's uh, they measure it by 40 weeks, right? Yeah, 39 or 40. 40? 39 or 40? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I would say roughly dividing it by three is around 14 weeks. Yeah. So, okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, so along with that... Uh, 
I know when it got real for me, like it got real for me twice. Mm-hmm. So when did it get real for you? When was like the moment you were like, I'm having a baby. Like it was then real and everything just became just full on. I'm going to be a parent. Honestly, it was a bunch of little occurrences that kind of built up. Mm-hmm. So when it was just you and I keeping the secret, mm-hmm. which I love that we did that, but um, that kind of made it harder to believe because you were the only other person that knew. Yeah. I did tell my very best friend, Allison, because she's had a baby and I was like, I just can't, I can't do this alone. Like I wouldn't have got through the morning sickness if it weren't because she was like, this helps, this helps, this helps. Um, and we didn't know, like you didn't know. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I really am glad I reached out to her, but like, so one of the first times it really hit me was when we told everybody Christmas Eve and Christmas, same, because then it's like, okay, other people know. Mm -hmm. And now it's like real. Yeah. And yeah. This isn't just like something we're thinking about. Yeah. Now it, for some reason, the in the act of sharing with others and inviting community into something it like solidifies your experience yeah so it's so weird and then um (coughs) then the second time that also i mean and also just getting sick and seeing my body start changing Mm -hmm. um but just the first doctor's appointment and the ultrasound and seeing the baby in my uterus that was crazy that, that uh, was just crazy because I got choked up a little bit. I did too. And I was like, I don't want to cry because you couldn't go in the room with me and I didn't want to just cry alone. That was a very, uh, unju- that was a, I felt I need justice. Like, I know that was I, I felt really hard because there was somebody that told you over the phone and you know, not going to hunt anybody down, but somebody had told you over the phone for the doctor's appointment. I could be there. Yeah, like a nurse said that. And here's how little sense this makes. We get there, and obviously when we get there, they said I couldn't go in. And I was like, well, a nurse or somebody here said that I could. They said it over the phone, like, I'm, I promise you. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, well, no, you can't go in till 20 weeks. That's just our COVID standard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I mean, my bad. She is 20 weeks. <laughs> I know. So that was like the thing that kind of. I just, mean, you didn't say that. He's just being sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, but, but that's like what I wanted to say. But I'm like, do you? I wanted to just kind of be like, do you understand? And yeah, like, like, what's the difference between if he goes in now or goes in at 20 weeks? Even if I have a mask on, yeah. like, even if I'm like, watch, if like, I don't touch anything, you know. There's other. I saw this girl on TikTok complaining about that, and she had like a really valid argument about it. Like, I'm such a people pleaser. I wasn't as mad as you in the moment because I just was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I don't want to. me, wanna, I was blah, like, I'm, I'm missing out like, on the full, first ultrasound of, yeah, I know. of my life, of my and, child. But we FaceTimed you know? during it. But, like, still, yeah. it was. And, like, you could hear the heartbeat. And I was over in the, the building, phone. at least, you know. Yeah. But, um, that. That was really hard for you. But that also just, like, showed me how protective you already are of the baby and like I mean you're like that with stuff with anyone in your family like your mom and your brother and sister and me I chewed out an entire veterinary clinic when they misdiagnosed my mom's sheep that is another story for another time yep and I just am not I can't do that I'm such a people pleaser 
but I think that you have such a beautiful gift in like being able to fight for your family and like Mm. yeah it makes me feel good because I'm like I can't do that so someone needs to be able to do that my thing is too like even that that poor lady uh, at the front counter telling me I couldn't go in I still I sometimes give the impression like I'm doing this like selfishly or something like I want to get in like I'm owed that or something like that but it's like even for that lady if I saw something happening to that lady that I knew was wrong I'd be like I'd, I'd stand up for you you know in mm-hmm. that situation like I think you get that from your mom yeah you both think the same way about that we are both uh, rednecks in that respect <laughs> but so yeah that was another time that that got real for me I teared up a little bit because right when I answered the FaceTime call where I was sitting in the lobby and you were in the ultrasound room, right when I answered it, I heard and I was like, <laughs> not like I got like a little, cause I was like, that's my child's Your heartbeat. Your face was so cute. You were just like, whoa. And that was like how, I mean, there are a few surreal sounds in this universe and like, hmm. Imagine that. Imagine, you know, hearing the ocean for the first time, mm-hmm. hearing birds, you know, like hearing happy birthday songs saying to you or something, or like your name called for when you graduate high school. Yeah. But then also one of the surrealist sounds in the universe is hearing the heartbeat of your child for the very first time ever. Yeah. Your very first child. Like, yeah. I think that you're really good at, like, seeing the wonder and the beauty in life. I forgot. I made a list on my phone and my notes app of all of my favorite sounds that I've ever heard in my life, and I need to add that. Oh, my goodness. I I wonder if I can find it. Okay, I'm a weird list person, and I like making lists. And, like, the new list that I'm going to start is um, Mm -hmm. random things that make me happy. And the first two... The first one being going to international supermarkets. Mm. I love them. They make me so happy. <laughs> Just because I feel like I'm I'm in another country when I'm yeah. in America. It kind of feeds my travel bug. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, back to the baby. <laughs> Anything so, you want to ask or talk about? Well, yeah. So let's talk about uh, hopes and dreams for this child. Let's talk about do we hope it's a boy or a girl? And why? And then let's talk about the names we've already picked out. Okay. I have a list on my phone called Favorite Sensations. No. <laughs> yes. Can I Can I just read it? Just take a little intermittent break or whatever. And some of them are really cool. Okay. Here we okay. go. Do, 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 do. Laura's Favorite Sensations. <laughs> The sand right after a wave just receded back into the ocean. It's so soft. Mm. Like the sand on my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and elephant skin on my feet. Because when I rode an elephant in Thailand, we were barefoot and we were sitting on the bench on its back, but our feet were touching the back of its neck. So that was, was just so soft cool. soft or clammy? It was so rough. Like rough, tough, and warm. And then the wrinkles scrunch together and open up when they walk. And it feels so weird. Hmm. And then they have like the little hairs. And then their Rebecca actually got to ride on its neck. And it was flapping its ears on her legs. (laughs) 
So that was really cool. Um, another one is tanning in a tanning bed and getting in bed after a long day. Mm, yeah. Nothing beats that. And then I have running barefoot in soft grass. I actually really do love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then... I I don't know if I agree with this anymore. This one's running around inside with socks on or in a gymnastic place with socks on. Reminds me of my childhood. Hmm. I, I don't liked, know if I agree with that anymore. I liked running around in those gymnastic places barefoot and just springing off of things. <laughs> I would just run and catapult myself. Yep. Okay, so that was my weird... <laughs> Break All right. of favorite sensations. End of that segment. <laughs> so, babe, do you hope it's a boy or a girl? I already I hope, know the answer, though. Yeah, you already know. Um, what are you thinking? Sorry, and I'm still trying to find why? my other list. Ah, whatever. Um, so, I think it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And I have three reasons why. Mm. But if it's not a girl, which I almost feel like I'm not, I don't have faith if I say that it's not a girl. Will you be like, if it's a boy? No, absolutely not. But I almost, you know how sometimes like, like in the Bible, Jesus is like, have faith and believe, don't doubt. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I were to like still say like, but if it's a boy, blah, 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 I'm not fully believing and having faith in what I believe he's already told me. Mm. So, um, what's the first... Okay, so the first reason is because when you and I were dating, I was still in YWAM. I think I was in SOMD, so that was like... Yeah, right when we started dating. Yeah, right when we started dating. So, I don't know if we had talked about marriage or not yet. I don't... I don't know. We might have... We talked about it the week after you got back. Because you and Missy and the girls stayed at mom's for that whole week before graduation. And so we basically had a whole week together. Just like... Okay, so during my SOMD, we didn't talk about it. Nope. Okay, so that's what makes it even crazier. Because I always knew in the back of my... Like, I always knew I was going to marry you, but I fought it. And I didn't want to admit it. Um, Couldn't resist. Yeah, we're going to cut that out. (laughs) Um, So... I remember waking up from a dream, like, early in the morning, and I mean, I had to get up anyway, but you know, like, when you wake up early, sometimes you, like, remember immediately what you were just dreaming about, Mm -hmm. so I, it was very simple, very short, but I was at this, like, summer cookout, and all I could really see was me, and I looked fairly young, Mm -hmm. like, how I do now, Mm -hmm. and it was the summer, and, like... Um, I was just, I looked very motherly and I was holding a little girl on my right side, on my hip Hmm. and she wasn't like facing the camera (laughs) of my dream, but she was facing me. So I couldn't see her face or anything, but I knew it was a little girl Yeah, and she was wearing a pink and white polka dot little dress and had very blonde hair. Hmm. And that was it. And I, so when I woke up, I knew like that was my future daughter. Hmm. That was me holding my future daughter. And what shocked me was that she had blonde hair, which you had really blonde hair when you were little. Yes, I did. 
and you still you have like sandy blonde hair right now but um like if you were a girl you could totally be blonde yeah (laughs) you could go blonde for sure but um I thought that was so crazy because I never ever ever pictured my kids to have blonde hair never Hmm. I always pictured them to have darker hair yeah um so that stood out to me and it was just like okay if I do marry Drew that is very much a possibility to have a child with super blonde hair Mm -hmm. and so then that was it and I just remembered it and it was just one of those things where I couldn't forget it even if I tried it was just like just kind of like always a dream that I would remember even though it was so simple because I I just remember I had it was like a god thought when I woke up I was just like I think that was my future daughter yeah and it was just very simple so that was the first one Hmm. Okay. What do you think about that? That's, yeah. I mean, that's like... I like remember what she's wearing and everything. But I couldn't yeah. see her face. That's an important detail. Yeah. So then... um, Then later, this was after SOMD, and I was back at my dad's. So this might have been after we've talked about, like, hey, you're the one that I want to marry. Because mm-hmm. we went on a walk. What park was that? Was that Turkey, Turkey Run? Run. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the words you said specifically. You said, because right when we started dating, I, like, after about a month, I was like, hey, uh, I just want to go ahead and do this real quick just so that we, like, are on the same page. I kind of want to just give you, like, a blueprint that's, you know, like what I'm thinking. Yeah. And just so that you're, we're not, not on the same page, like... I think we should have a year with each other of just enjoying each other, dating. That's literally, I think you only said that because I was freaking out because you're, you were always so intentional from the beginning. And I was like, oh, like, just let me just date you. Like, get off my back. I feel like you just want to marry me tomorrow. I literally, I was like rude. Sometimes I hate my past self. (laughs) Because now obviously like we're married and I'm obsessed with you, but like. At the time, I really was so afraid of that, and I just felt like you were not as afraid, so I didn't want to even talk about marriage until we had dated for at least a year. Yeah. So I don't know if I said that first, or if you were just like, let's just... No, I literally brought it up, because it was just like, you know, after a month... Could you tell it was stressing me out? After month one, I was like, I don't know if I need to just say this, (laughs) because, you know, you're you're about as tense as a freaking chihuahua in 60 degree weather. Like it was just like, you know, and I think that's important in dating relationships is just say like, obviously I'm not dating you just to like see what's up or something. It's like whenever I date, I have to, and I knew that I knew you weren't just dating me. I have the, like I have the intention of seeing if marriage is in this future. Yeah. Babe, you, know. you just look so handsome right now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I got you, a, I got a hat on for those of you that aren't watching. But even without the hat, I don't know, just recently, you've just been glowing. It's like you're pregnant or something. I got that dad look going down. I've already nailed it. Not right now, but yeah. you do. You do know how to... That's actually one of the... I've got some running shoes that would say Yeah, otherwise. you got some Asics. A- some Asics running shoes. Oh. How dare you? I know. Whoops. How dare you leave that alarm it's on loud? It's snoozing. i got to turn it off. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you're just really... I don't know if it's like a pregnancy symptom to be just like very attracted to your significant other. But recently I've just been like, wow. He just, every time I look at him, I'm like, wow. Hopefully that's regular. But let's, uh, let's quit. Let's quit grossing these audience members out. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's this? So you said you went over to your dad's. Yeah. So and then that was the second reason you were thinking was, it's going to be a girl. So to wrap what to wrap up what we were just talking about mm-hmm. so us saying like okay we're not going to even think or talk about marriage until we've dated for a year what that did was take the pressure off completely mm-hmm. and then it allowed actually my feelings to really develop and like mm. i became more comfortable much less reserved cuz i didn't feel like pressure at all yeah. and then 4 months into dating that's when we had that conversation that yeah, you're the one I wanted to marry. So, you know, I guess we're just very fast-paced people. Probably. <laughs> we're just like, except getting to the point of dating, that took a while. But yeah. that was like good. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so this dream, the second dream happened after I think we had said that to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at my dad's um, and... It was another dream, and I woke up in the morning, and I was holding that same little girl, except she was facing forward, so Mm -hmm. I could see her face, and she looked like me when I was, like, four or five. Like, she had my face, Hmm. Um, and she was just bigger, and I was really pregnant. Wow. And by really pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, am I having twins or something? Jeez. (laughs) But, like... That was just, that was it. That was my second dream. And Mm. I just thought it was cool how it was like the same little girl, except I could see the front of her this time and she was bigger. Wow. And yeah, so that was dream number two. And then what's the third? What's the big third reason? Oh, no, I skipped one. Right? Because was it... Yeah, because the thing that happened in Ukraine happened before the dream number two. You wrote a letter. Yes. Okay, so I had the first dream when I was still in Louisville in SOMD, like the school, School of Ministry Development. And then... um, So for that school, we went on a mission trip to Ukraine. And so... I wasn't super obsessed with thinking about kids or my future kids or whatever... I really loved you, and, like, I definitely thought that there was potential there, so maybe that was just kind of swimming in the back of my mind, but, mm. like, that was not something that I thought about all the time. Yeah. Um, and so, I went to Ukraine, and long story short, our leader, Derek, was like, um, hey, you all go separate, go sit by yourselves with the Lord, and read Psalm 23, and then rewrite it in your own words, so... Side note, that's just a fun activity to do for any scripture, um, for yourself, just like write down Psalm 23 and really soak in what it's saying or any Psalm or any verse. Mm -hmm. And then in your own words, kind of like ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in that and, and translate that to what that means to you. So Mm -hmm. that's what we did. It was Psalm 23. I was in Ukraine. This is after my first dream. I was not thinking about children at all like my own children but I just 
really encountered the Lord through that exercise and was really just in this moment of soaking in scripture and Jesus's truth. And I was just sitting in his presence and it was just an amazing, sweet moment. And I started reading John 17 along with that. And that's Mm -hmm. when Jesus prays for his disciples and then the ones that will believe in him because of his disciples. So Mm -hmm. his disciples and then the believers that come after. Mm -hmm. And I just had this revelation as I was reading it and I'd never ever noticed this about Jesus before, but how fatherly he is Mm. and how much he cares for his children and his disciples and the people that believe in him. And so in John 17, he's basically praying to the father about everything that he wants the people that come after him to experience in life. So the abundant love and joy that the father gives and the peace that Jesus gives. And Jesus was like, I want you. I, he was like, father, I want them to have an even more abundant life than I ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And basically I just had never realized how much of a dad heart Jesus had for us Mm -hmm. and how sacrificially he lived and how he truly selfless, selflessly wanted us to have, the absolute best life that we possibly could with the father. Mm-hmm. And that to me says parent, like that's what parents want to give their kids is they live so that they can give their kids the absolute best life they possibly can. Yeah. Um, and so for whatever reason, I just felt so inspired. Like I felt such a strong urge to write a letter to my future daughter. Mm. And so I can't even explain it, but I know like this was something I had to do in that moment. Cause if I didn't do it, it was like, I would be missing out on a huge blessing, you know? Yeah. So I just wrote in my notes and all of this like love and like wisdom and like guidance was pouring out of me and I just was talking to her and I knowing like one day she's going to read this and it's going to be so cool because I wrote it in Ukraine before Drew and I were married, before she was even conceived. Like, this will be her message that the Lord wrote to her before she even existed. So that'll be like a testimony to her that he knew she was coming before I did, you know? Mm -hmm. So I still have that letter. And that was such a strong and powerful moment for me. And it wasn't just this random, like, I'm going to choose to do this. I'm deciding to write my future daughter letter. It was way deeper than that and much more special. Mm-hmm. So that is the three things. So the first dream, and then like a couple months later, I had that experience with the Lord and wrote her a letter, specifically my future daughter. Like, If she's not going to come now, she will because, and then, um, got back from Ukraine, came to live with you for like a week with Missy and Camila and Hope, right? Mm -hmm. Because we were waiting for a wedding and then went back to dad's, had that third dream, same little girl. So three things. And that's why I like, I almost say, I know it's a girl. Yeah. A part of me is afraid to say that because I'm like, but if it's not, I'm going to just look so stupid. And then I'm, I 
can't really hear the Lord like I thought. But at the same time, I'm like, but it is. Like, I know that it is because the Lord's told me. So then if it is a boy, what would you say to that? I would say... Nothing's real. (laughs) I would say, well, she's coming and maybe the Lord has something really special for her life that he wants to prepare me for. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that like he wouldn't prepare me for like a little boy, but like maybe because a relationship between a mother and a daughter is very, very beautiful and unique, but could also be very, I don't know the word. I think, I mean, it could be the same for fathers and sons, you know, the fathers that, you know, choose to be fathers in our present. I swear I turned it off. I'm going to have a severe talk with you after this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, So, you you guys, if it's a girl, you will know that God is real and he does reveal things to his children. And and he does speak to you. You also know that God is real. Yes. And God's probably looking out for me. But I would not know how to explain that. How would and I explain that? looking out that? for my wallet. How would I explain that if I give birth to a boy, how would I explain everything I experienced? I mean, I okay, just... so, uh, you know, the, the thing is about, like, dreams and everything, because I've told you I've had dreams about the the world ending and I've had like, I've had dreams where it's so vivid. I've felt like the heat on my face from like a forest fire that I was in. You know what I mean? But I'm getting very hungry. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. You want to wrap this up? (laughs) You just, I'm just time to go. Yeah. Really well, you know, this was great. I love talking to everybody about how I feel about I'm this just child sit and stuff. Here and and uh, eat this pineapple, yeah. and you can keep talking. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, I'm pretty indifferent. If it's a girl, I think everybody's manifesting that it's going to be a girl. Mm-hmm. You got so many people talking about it's going to be a girl. I know. If it's a boy, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna see that as like. God just kind of finessing everybody and <laughs> just like, I'm going to be excited for both. I'm obviously, I'm going to be a little paranoid at the beginning if it's a girl because I'm going to just buy everything that that child wants. And if I can't afford it, I'll probably rob a bank or something. But if it's a boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just mm-hmm. kind of doing the wild adventurous thing, you know? Yep. And obviously you can still do wild adventure stuff with your little girl, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's Cause just, when I was little, I was like, yeah, let's go camping. Let's play in the dirt. Let's go fishing. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real excited if that's our daughter's attitude, yeah. you know? But, um, I think the thing is for me is I don't know how to approach this, but one thing that I know that I want to absolutely nail is really taking in every year. Hmm. So I've thought about with my boy where it's like, Oh, I'll be so excited to play sports with my boy or I'll be so excited to play video games or so excited to teach him things or so excited when he gets his car, when he goes to high school or graduates or, or so excited when he like, you know, 
takes his first steps or something like that. Or like same thing with the daughter, you know, I'll be so excited for all these things, but it's like, you know, I just want to absorb year one as much as I can. All those memories year two, just the, the, that, that stage of life. I want to just be able to completely digest those. Mm -hmm. And then I could be like, Oh, I just miss when you were my little girl. But then also, like, so thrilled to be in the now with whatever stage of life he or she is in. Yeah. That's one thing I really just don't want to don't want mess up that. on, you know? I agree. I want to be more present in every day, like, experiencing the wonder and beauty of every day and not letting things just... I don't want to be one of those, like, super task-oriented moms because obviously there is a lot to do for sure but yeah. i i just want to have fun and enjoy it mm -hmm. and just kind of rest in the little moments you know mm -hmm. and here's something since we'll probably wrap it up here uh oh let's talk about the names real quick so just yeah we are thinking if it's a girl we're going to name her cadence Anne, and that for that translation, cadence means rhythm, and and means the Lord's grace. So, uh, we want her life to reflect living in the rhythm of God's grace. Yeah, and if it's a boy, we're gonna name him Arlo Benjamin. Arlo after my great uncle, and then Benjamin after my dad. And Arlo means fortified fortress or mountain or protector, and uh, Benjamin means my right hand. And so. Which is so cool. Yeah, I just think it's a, I think it's a cool name, and then also I just, I was more concerned about naming them, naming him after some family members that I have respect for. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, let me toss this out here to the audience. If y'all listen to this here soon, and then you guys want to give us some feedback, here's some pretty critical questions that I want you guys to answer for me. Feel free to message me directly, or uh, message us on social media. I'm pretty sure we're not going to teach our kid about Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of people have given their strong opinions on whether or not we should do that. Some are in favor. Some are extremely not in favor. But if you listen to this, tell me what you guys honestly think about just cutting out this Santa Claus thing because especially in a Christian household where Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, I'm not trying to dope it up with this fake magic. Like, sorry, it's so commercialized now. I but, just, I'm not a fan anymore because it, so for me, when I learned that Santa wasn't real, it took the magic of Christmas away. Yeah. And then I wasn't looking forward to Christmas like I was like for the years after and I had to relearn the beauty of Christmas. Yeah. I'd rather from the get go just go ahead and plant that seed in my child of just like the most important thing and in the world happened this day. create traditions that you can continue for the rest of your life from right. the very beginning. Instead of like when they find out Santa is not real, it just ends abruptly. Yeah. But and, I would yeah. say just playing devil's advocate, um, I've heard that teaching kids to believe in Santa can be bad for their faith in the future or good for it because I have to burp. <laughs> um, 
it, it can be bad for it because it's like, oh, I don't trust you. Like, you don't tell me what's real. Is Jesus even real? I can't see Jesus. I never saw Santa. Is Jesus real? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, on the other side of the coin, it's like um, you're teaching them like what faith is kind of. It's like believing. You're teaching them in the beauty of believing. But I would say kids already have that. You yeah. don't need to... You don't, you don't really need to feed that too much because they already have such an amazing imagination and such a beautiful faith. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying I've not just to, heard both. I'm just trying not to distract from like what we're going to shed later, like traditions that we'll just shed later because it's like, you know, why are we going to keep talking about Santa? You're mm-hmm. 14, you know? So... Uh, yeah, just let me know what you guys think, because this has been interesting to talk with to the family on just like, you know, what are we going to tell this child? But then the obstacle, the true obstacle, if we don't like do Santa, is me having to sit down with our child and be like, look, don't be that kid that yeah, don't that goes and tell, tell everyone. Yeah. all the other kids that Santa isn't real. Because I'm going to have to talk to other parents. Parents are going to be like, why is your kid telling my child Santa isn't real? Why is why is he or she ruining the party? And yeah, that'll probably be the main obstacle. I'm not really concerned about anything else. But either way, babe, do you have anything else to add to this amazing chapter that we're about to embark into? No. We can always do a part two. Okay. We can talk about your pregnancy symptoms. Like, right <laughs> when you walk in the door, you get nauseous. And I'm like, hey, welcome to the party. This is probably because I know. <laughs> I was going to say, you were going to start asking me to do dishes or something right when I got wow. in the house. Okay. That's strike three. <laughs> That's strike Why three. Why does it keep going off? That is strike three. How do I just turn it off? I don't know. But I don't know what you haven't done to turn it off. <laughs> oh, you figured it out after three times. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, folks, that's what's going on. We're going to have a baby. A baby. And, and I am hungry. And I'm terrified, but I'm excited. So. I'm mainly excited now. Yeah, no, me too. Maybe the giving birth part, I'm like, oh, God. But I don't think it'll be that bad. Yeah. But, you know, we'll do a gender reveal here soon, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. We're not going to... Like, at 20 weeks, we might be able to tell the gender. I don't know. But we don't want to know until we do, like, a gender reveal party. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a gender reveal. And that, that'll be fun. But, guys, thank you so much for the support. Thank you all for listening. All the consistent listeners out there. BB, Aunt Tina, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> um and like I said before, if you guys have uh, guests or people that you would like me to reach out to to have on the show because you think their story or their testimony is awesome, uh, just you know message me. I'd love to get a hold of those people. Can you give them a sneak peek about who you're about to have on? Mm, no. Rather not because well, I'd have rather exciting people coming. We do. We've got a good list of people that is going to be stacked up here in the months to come, and they've all got beautiful testimonies or beautiful information to share, uh, stuff that really benefits you. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, do me a favor too. If you're uh, an avid listener of this, 
if you want to give this a shout out on your social media and just, you know, share it with other people, just let people know this podcast is going down and, uh, uh, an innocent man behind this microphone is just trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> just uh, please do that for me. I would really appreciate it. Aunt Tina, just let all your church friends know. <laughs> okay, true. And, uh, <laughs> I got to stop doing that. Um, Let's wrap it up here. We'll wrap it up. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.